Yeah, we know it'll never happen, but hey, it's worth a shot. Hollywood, hire us. Put your phone on here. <laughs> <laughs> Spin it. We have a director now who's telling us what to do. Oh, are we recording We're already? recording, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why the hell not? Does, it, it doesn't look like it is. That's what oh, this is. okay, I'm, I'm looking at that. Okay, gotcha. There we go. Wait, we've been recording for like 45 seconds. I had no idea. I started at the second he started spinning that. Oh. I said, put your phone on there. Well, Oh, I'm... yes, professionalism. Fuck it. Oh, well. Hi. <laughs> Six people listen to this, if that. Who cares? Okay, it's fine. It is what it is. It's all fine. Uh, so. And take two. <laughs> so what what did we we talked about the actor strike and then them wanting money for like character actors being able to make a living and qualify right because again it's not about the Robert Downey Juniors and the Rocks it never was never has been no but they have been at least at least those people the A-listers they are, they are supporting they're supporting absolutely they are 500% on board because I mean hey there was a time not all that long ago that Robert Downey Jr. would have been in that boat exactly <laughs> so so it's the people like the Skeet Ulriches of the world. Right, right really yeah. need to make, make a good living. Man, what has happened to Skeet since... He was on River... He's on Riverdale. Oh, is he okay? He plays uh, Jughead's dad. Ah. Uh, I've never seen Riverdale. I need to change it out. Yeah, well, thankfully, I think they're finishing up this season and they're done, so you don't have to worry about being too far behind. Well, they they probably need to be done at this. They they from, needed to from be what done I've been, from multiple, what I've been told about multiple this. seasons ago. Hey, can you can you? Ah, oh, there. Hey, careful. Thank you. Be gentle with the dog. He's trying. He's trying to. Here, I got your Harv. Down, down, buddy. Down. Thank you, Dalton. Uh, uh, so yeah. I love this axe. It's great. Is they, that is that the axe he's taking his, for his... No, no, that came with a whole different firefighter okay. coat that we ordered. So it's not the Danny Torrance axe, got it. No, it is not. Although I had a friend, we posted that picture of his fresh haircut not that long ago. Dalton, shh. That's fine. Just Harvey. Harvey, down. Down, buddy. Thank you. But um, sent me a message saying that he looked like the kid from Pet Cemetery in that photo. Oh. Which I'm like, we've been wanting to dress him as Gage. That's pretty good. For a long time. Now he's a bit old, too old, for because Gage was a little younger. But might still might be able to pull the costume oh, off. He so did pants and look at Yeah. Or if we okay. get you the right outfit and color your hair, you can just walk around going, Red Rum. Red Rum. And next horror convention we go to. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, speaking of, I see that there's a new Pet Cemetery movie on Paramount. Oh, yes, it's the origin story of... Uh, uh, yeah, of the cemetery of itself? Of John Lithgow's character. Oh, okay, well, never mind. Well, it's Lithgow in the new one, and it was uh, yeah. Herman Munster. Yeah, I haven't original. seen... This is this is going to hurt me. This is going to hurt me and my soul to say, I have not seen any of the Pet Cemetery movies. Take a drink. Yeah. <laughs> the, the first one's good. The second one... The remake, I mean... He took the plunger out of back in... in, in he watched a cartoon earlier with, like, some escape room thing going on. Oh. And the guy was locked in a bathroom, and he took out the part in the back of the tank. Oh, yeah. And he took it out, and then water just shot everywhere. Uh, oh, so yeah, been, that'll do it. He's been obsessed with that, so... Sounds like a Charlie Chaplin bit. Yeah, Disney cartoons. Uh, oh. Um, 
But yeah, the first one, I mean, it's, it's Pet Cemetery is good regardless. But the, the remake, because you already know what's happening, because if you've watched the first one or read the book, you know, you already know what's going to happen. Yeah. So they change it up for the remake. Oh. And there were people pissed about that, but they, uh-huh. they, they wanted to catch you off guard. Like, yeah, you I'm... needed to like be shocked and surprised, even when you, because like the moment you see coming that you see coming a mile away from having watched the first movie, you're like, oh, I know what's gonna happen, and then they flip it and like something different happens, uh-huh. and without spoiling it for you or anyone else listening. Thank you. Um, so yeah, it was it's fun. And I, I really hope I manage to have time and money to go to RaptorCon in December. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if I'll do the mall rats photo, but I do want to meet Ethan Suplee. Jeremy London would be cool, but I, I just want to meet Ethan. Man, I, I wish I could go to that, but that's going to be too close to the California trip. There's no way I could do yeah. that. And they keep posting like teasers. Have they announced any new guests for the horror one? I don't know, but I'm excited because I want to go meet Art the Clown in March. Yeah. I'm 100% in on that. And there's a uh, Hollywood special effects guy does makeup and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's going to be there, and he's going to be doing, like, classes. Ooh. And he's from Owensboro. Oh, no way. Yep. Sweet. So I thought that was kind of cool. I, did, I didn't make it to the Toy and Com- Comic Convention in Owensboro this past weekend. Yeah, that would have been cool had I known about it beforehand. Well, I don't know when <laughs> they added Warwick Davis to it. Like, I'd seen it, and I'm like, oh, SpongeBob's going to be there. Oh, Cal Dodd, the voice of Wolverine from the animated series, is going to be there. Man, hell with that. I wanted to see all the WWE people that were there. And then, yeah, Mickey James got added, and uh, Hacksaw was there. Hacksaw posted some photos out on the riverfront, like selfies. That's amazing. Him and his wife. About like how amazing the convention was and how the hotel was nice that they were put up in. Like uh, he was, I mean, second, you know, obviously underneath Hulk Hogan and all of them, he was uh, one of my big '80s icons. You know. Yeah. So I um I I would have, but then they added Willow, and I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Like I want to go meet Warwick Davis. Yeah, that that would have been pretty neat. Um. It still so, says it's recording, but it's not. There we go. So, here's a few interesting things. Um, number one, did you ever see the void, last Voyage of Demeter yet? No. It's on my DVR. It's the time of year I need to watch it. Oh, and yeah. We are recording watch, during spoopy season. I so need yay. to watch Violet Night still. Yeah. Which, yeah. I don't know. That might become a new Die Hard. That might be a new Christmas movie to watch. I, that's that's. I'm kind of leaning into watching that at Christmas, yeah. Short Round and I did watch Beetlejuice the other day. Oh, man, I wanted to do I don't be- know if a three-year-old should watch Beetlejuice, but <laughs> I was cooking, and I turned it on, and just, and I, it's, it's so bad. I mean, I'm in the kitchen. I can't see the TV. I can hear it, yeah. and I know exactly what's going on. I can still picture it, beat for beat, <laughs> that movie. And he's in there singing the Deo. He was doing the six-foot, seven-foot, eight-foot eight bunch. bunch. Yeah, he was singing. After that part was done, like ten minutes later, he's still singing it. Nice. So I was like, well, he, he latched onto the good part of it. At least he's not walking around grabbing himself going, nice, <laughs> nice fucking <Lord> model. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you were worried about? I did when I came, but I guess I wasn't three when I watched it. But, <laughs> uh, uh, no, that was, I was good. I, of course, of course, I'm tight on money this year because of, the, you know, um, saving for the trip to California. So... I had a great idea that I really wanted to go as Beetlejuice this year for Halloween. I don't think it's going to happen because it's going to be too expensive. <laughs> yeah. 
I've seen some knocking doors. I've seen some uh, porch decorations. This one house, like the whole front porch was all Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. Beetlejuice sitting on a tombstone, life-size. They had the sign that said Beetlejuice three times pointing at their door. They had the welcome mat that lit up. Nice. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I want to get, like, you saw my graveyard up front. I want to get, they have those things that look like dragons in the yard. I want yes. one as a sandworm. Yes. They exist. I want one. I want the sandworm for the yard. I still also want to get the guy, um, they, they sell them that looks like the dude wrapped in spider web. Mm-hmm. I want to get one of those, but then I want to paint the um, spider web pink. Oh, hey, where'd that come from? It, awesome. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, we're um, we're watching. We have a thing on in the yeah, background on the TV. Saber, essentially. Random images come on. Now we've got a skeleton spider. Yeah. I'm trapped in the bathroom. He's trapped in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to get a guy wrapped in spider web, and I want to paint that like pink or blue or purple. I want it to look like cotton candy. Oh yeah. And I want to hang that on my porch, doing the cotton candy cocoon, to see if anybody recognizes it from Killer Clowns. Nice. I you know, I went up to someone's house the other day. They had a Killer Clowns uh, mat and a couple of the dudes on their porch. Yeah, I've seen Tiny, the little guy. Mm-hmm. I've seen him at Spirit Halloween. I'm like, oh my God, that'd be so good to get him. Because that's the one scene from that movie that sticks into my head. It was him with his tricycle and the bikers break it. And he's like, what are you going to do? Knock my block off? And he fucking does. <laughs> he does. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that... Again, that's a movie, I've, like, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but not the whole thing. Oh, I've seen the whole thing multiple times. But the- so that's another one. There's, that, that's kind of been my mission this, this, uh, this, this October is I've been going through and watching, whoo, excuse me, I've been watching horror films that I have either only seen once and don't remember them very, very well, or I've not seen them at all. I, I started with two big Big ass film series. I did the Children of the Corn marathon first, and then I am in the middle of a Hellraiser marathon now, because I've seen, I had seen the first four Hellraisers. I really only remembered one and two, because those are the best ones. Are you gonna watch the new remake? Yes, uh, which I hear is good. Anyway, before we before we get onto that, I wanted to tell you. Speaking of the last voyage of the Demeter, apparently the spec script for that was written in the early 1990s. You want to talk about development hell. Wow. I did not realize that. I felt like that got buried, and somebody just, just re- stumbled across and went, oh my God, why haven't we done this yet? Yeah. Dracula has been, like, ran into the ground, and here's okay, here's yeah. a Dracula story that's not been told. Like, yeah. Absolutely. I keep waiting for you to actually watch it, because I want to talk to you about how I would have did it different. Oh, I'm sure I have I have thoughts. I took the plunger out of the door and then it spilled water everywhere. Okay, well you go. Clean not up not in house. real life. <laughs> not in real life. We do not have a house catastrophe on our hands. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Not yet. I mean, yeah. we could at any time. That's possible still. So we had we had some ideas of stuff via text that we were going to talk about. Uh, well, I jumped into Children of the Corn already, so we can just circle back to that and start. You okay. want to you want to do that? Yeah, we can start with Children of the Corn. Okay, so I had this idea before I even started the um, before I even started watching before I marathoned the series. I was like, you know what we could do? I could see Children of the Corn 
being redone as an actual TV series. Of course, then I watched all the all the movies, and I was like, "Oh man, why have why have they run this into the ground so hard?" Right. But <laughs> I do think if you redid it and you went back to the original movie, there's a lot to unpack with that because. Okay, and also I also went back and I reread the uh, short story that it's based on, and. It's really hard for me to say about Stephen King, but I actually think the first movie, I actually think they did a better job with that movie than he did with the story. Like, the story is... The story is okay. It's it's Stephen King, It's and it's a short story. That's, that's, part, of the, that's part of the thing. But the movie kind of... The movie kind of fleshed it out a tad bit more. Yeah. Well, so, kind of like, what, the, the story of the body... Right, that became Stand By Me, isn't that right? Yeah. It's a, I mean, because it's crazy how many Stephen King stories have become, just even short stories have become movies. Yeah. I think, I think it would work. You could specifically, like, even if you work your way up to the first movie, like, do a series about all the crap prior to that. I, that's what I would do for the first season. The first season, I would have Isaac coming into town. And all the children starting to slowly follow him. And then I would probably end it at the massacre of all the adults. That's probably how I would do the first season. And the second season would be more focused on... I. You can see... You gotta go to the bathroom? You're trapped in one. Okay. The second season, what I would do is I would... Because you, you see a little bit of an allusion to it in the movie, in the original movie. There's a little bit of interpoliticking between him and Malachi and some of the other disciples. Yeah, season two would basically be Lord of the Flies in Oklahoma. Basically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nebraska, but yeah. Yeah, cornfields. But yeah, so that's what I would do for that. I would It would, it would be them trying to, like... Um, it would be them, you know, figuring out, okay, we've killed all the adults, but now we have we have certain things that we need to, you know, keep doing in order for us to actually, you know, survive. Yeah. And then by, I would say, maybe, and maybe, um, because the one, one of the, of course, there are many things they changed about the story to the movie. Um, one of the things that they did not have in, in the story was um, the the girl that has the visions that draws everything. Yeah. You don't have any of that. And um, I would I would have some of that I would have some of that happening at the same time. Probably season two would end with her having the vision of the strangers of the of the strangers coming yeah. into town. And so then season three becomes Bert and Vicky and you know them coming into town and discovering because this entire time you're building up to what exactly is he who walks behind the rose yeah and i think the i the one good thing about most of the films is they didn't really try to ever fully show he who walks behind the rose there is a couple of them that do hey Uh -uh. one of them one of them was really terrible and basically um I, I mean, couple of a couple of the 
movies were so bad that I kind of had to... I was just like, why am I watching this? This is so boring. <laughs> it's not even that they were bad. They were just boring. It was like, I don't care about this. I don't care about any of this plot. Um, but one of them tried to... One of them tried to um, kind of origin the... Um, tried to origin all of the children basically catching a fever and that's what puts them under the spell of he who walks by I'm like this is bullshit he who walks behind the rose is just it's just an unnameable evil and it's just it's best if you just leave it at that it just it's a, something you don't really ever see yeah. you don't really need to explain it fully yeah but this way you've got like two or three seasons to kind of Brent, you you've got you've got a little while in the writers' room to be like, okay, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a final reveal when Bert and Vicky get there, to show what it what it actually is. But it's the the latest one, the um the one that they did in 2020, but didn't end up actually releasing until 2023. <laughs> um, they're actually they actually have a freaking corn monster, and it was it was awesome. It looked like Groot except made of corn. And I was like. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm okay with this. <laughs> that this is freaky enough that I, I like it. And it I'd works. be okay if they did that, but it was more of a Wicker Man type shrine. Yeah. Of a corn monster, not a legitimate walking, talking, devouring corn monster. No, this thing, fuck, this thing t- tore a person in half. Yeah, no, awesome. I don't need that. I, I think it's better if they—that's the kids' approximation. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah. he who walks behind the rose, if that's just how they've envisioned it. And they've made a shrine about it, but. <laughs> and what could, what could be interesting is. What what could be interesting is, you could have it. You could do it to where the kids see it one way and the adults see it a different way. Yeah. Which would be completely valid because to the kids this is something very different than to the adults, because obviously the, the adults in the town have. You know they're they're freaking clueless. When Isaac gets there, he's just like, "Oh, he's a weird kid." You know, right? They don't think anything of it. That'd be good. Okay. Okay. Don't. I, I hope you're not going on the floor. No, he's okay. not. Okay. He's preparing to go into the okay potty training. Such a fun adventure. It is. I remember those days. And then the other idea, since we're in spooky season, was the the final girls version. Yes, I just bought the I just bought the book that I was that I um, to make to see if because I I and I haven't read it yet because I literally just bought it the other day. Um, the, there's a book called The Final Girl Support Group, which is a cool idea in and of itself. It's a, basically a bunch of a bunch of victims of slash of of maniac slashers. They all have a support group, and you know to share their trauma. And then someone starts killing them one by one. And so, as much as I like that idea, my idea that I came up with for, with you via text was The Expendables, but with Final Girls. Yeah. So it's basically all of the ladies of horror that have survived yep. throughout the years. Yeah. And they're, fight, and they're having to fight something. Some some monster, some monster killer something, yeah. Because you'd have to. I don't know if Heather Langenkamp is still acting, but you'd have to have her. Yeah, have I'd have, want her. I'd want Sarah Michelle Gellar. You'd have to have Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis has to be the matriarch. You'd She's have, the Sly Stallone of it all. Yeah, you'd have to have. I still think the opening first death 
pre even pre credit pre title card death like they did with Drew Barrymore and Scream should be Anna Ferris from Scary Movie from Scary Movie because <laughs> I love Anna Ferris <clears throat> I like that I think that'd be funny because yeah then you have to have Nev Campbell in there and yeah you gotta have, have Nev have, Campbell uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt <laughs> yeah just um oh and who was who was Final Destination was that Ali, was that Ali Larder yes yes Ali Larder. I don't I don't remember if she survives past the first one though. I or thought she, she was the main one in the second. I thought she was a big major. Oh well, shit! In the I don't second. know. I can't remember. It's that's that's a series that me and my kid are that me and my kid are wanting to watch. Then uh, I said that you have to have, even though she she never survived. Okay. Even though she never survived. Wash your hands. He needs the soap. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Give him the soap. Because even though she never survived a horror movie, I think she needs a cameo. Who? Um. Damn it! She has a song about her. What's the movie? Uh, no, it's a song. Go, go get him some. Go get him some soap. Damn it! I had her name on the tip of my tongue a second ago. Uh, I sent in text. She was in the first Carrie movie. Oh, um, PJ. Yes, PJ Souls. PJ Souls. Whatever happened to PJ Souls? Down, Harvey. I know. Um, that could, I. It, we should have her in there somewhere because she was in Carrie and she was in um, Halloween. So I mean, yeah, honorable mention for her. She was in Rock and Roll High School. Honorable mention like that, for her. She was the person that carried Rock and Roll. We high need school. we need Daniel Harris. Yes. From the you know from the latter Halloweens. Well, she was also in the earlier Halloweens. She was in Halloween Four. That's what I meant. Four and five. Oh. Oh, you're thinking of Rob Zombie? Yeah, she was in the Rob Zombie. Yeah, Halloween yeah, yeah. Too. And she's in the movie Hatchet. So, yeah, Daniel Harris is all about Oh, that's right. She's, yeah, she's still in indie horror movies. So, yeah, definitely her. Um, yeah, just, there's a lot, there's a lot you could do with that. I I like either idea. I would, honestly, I prefer to see both of them made. <laughs> just because it, both ideas are awesome. I'd like to see that book made into a movie, and I'd like to see this idea. Even though they are similar. <sighs> Excuse me. We are taking a break to uh, make sure that Short Round washes his hands. He's washed them. There was a talk at one point, and it may have fallen through, was they were going to do an Expendables, but... Uh, Expendables. Oh. No, 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 no. Horror movie people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, a, like Bruce Campbell. Like movie with, like, Robert England, Kane Hodder. Yeah. Tyler Maine. <laughs> they had talked yeah that's been a, like 10 years ago shit Bruce Campbell yeah they talked about that like 10 years ago hey you could have Final Girl you could have the female Ash from the Evil Dead remake that's true she survived did he just do a barrel roll? He just did a barrel roll. He's trying to get away from wearing underpants. Do a barrel roll. <laughs> Evasive maneuvers engage. Yeah. Star Fox. Oh my god. But yeah, so those those are some of our spoopy ideas for Halloween. But yeah, I, I love this. I love the Children of the Corn TV series idea because I was like, man, you really could do this really well if you if you thought about it and flushed it out. 
there there are even elements from there are even elements from some of the sequels that I would that I might throw in there. But it'd be very selective. Because there was Mm-hmm. Unlike with the, um, so far with the Hellraiser series, because I'm only up to four, unlike the Hellraiser series, there was zero continuity with the Children of the Corns between one, two, three, four. The only continuity that there ever was was there was, there was a slight bit of continuity between Children of the Corn one and two. That's it. Because the sec, basically the second one picks up right after the first one ends. Minus Bert and Vicky. Yeah. But it's, it's, hey, here's all these kids that, like, were part of a murderous cult. We're going to put them in Hemmingford and give them to adopt and have people adopt them. And surely nothing will go wrong. And surely it didn't. We can get a crossover that way with uh, Children of the Corn and Village of the Damned. That's possible. That'd, that'd be fun. But, yeah, suppo- supposing that all three seasons, like I ex- like I had outlined, would go well, you could actually do a fourth where you pick, where you'd have the remnants of them picking up in Hemmingford, and maybe he who walks behind the rose wasn't fully exterminated, you know. Just... Right. I mean, technically, yeah, you could. Uh, this... Uh, the one thing I, the one caveat I would like to say is there's no reason for this to be like the the old days of having a series be like 22, 24 episodes. I think that's kind of unnecessary now. Yeah. And they're especially for this, like you wouldn't need any of these seasons to run more than like 10 to 12 episodes max. I've given up on this battle. The kid has no pants. No pants, uh, no pants Sunday. All yeah. right. Pants off, dance off. <sighs> the three-year-old wins because I'm not participating. So. But yeah, there's no reason for it to be more than like 10, 12 episodes a season. That that seems excessive. Yeah. So I guess we could talk about <laughs> Daredevil. Ah, uh, well, speaking of things that don't need to be so many episodes of season. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe they'll just scrap the first half that they've done. Well, I'm to be. I mean, in all honesty, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with them scrapping everything. To, if it's not working, and you see, and you, and you know this already, then stop, reevaluate, and just it. Because I mean, the timelines that you've set for when these things come out, they're arbitrary. I, they don't. Things can be pushed back. Things can be, especially now with all, with you know, with the strikes and everything. Nothing was ever going to release on time anyway. So why hold yourself to some stupid schedule? Right. Like schedules mean nothing at the moment. Hell, D'Onofrio even came out and said, you know, just like don't stop speculating. Just stop speculating. We're not wanting to set out to give you guys garbage. Like exactly. They don't want to. They don't want to make a shitty TV series. That doesn't benefit Disney. That doesn't benefit Marvel. That no. doesn't benefit anybody. I think they're they're going to reach out and they're going to like scrap the whole writers' room and bring in a bunch of new writers. Just get the ones from Netflix. Well, they probably moved on to other shit though. That's the problem. Uh, you can probably find some of them. I mean, maybe, but <clears throat> but I mean, like I said, I'm 100 percent okay with them delaying it and you know just getting taking the time to and why. It was ambitious to begin with because they wanted to do like what twenty some odd 
20 some odd episodes 18 episodes or something like that I'm like dude just make like just make like a third of that and start there and release those (laughs) and then just see how it goes if they're gonna do like get new writers I'm hoping that the new writers come in and go like well we're missing a couple of key elements here we're missing Karen and we're missing Foggy Uh, get them back That'd be nice. Look, I did it. But yes, we're not gonna. We maybe they can allude to episode the stuff that happened on Netflix without straight up acknowledging it, but like allude to it, so we can kind of argue that it is still continuity that mm-hmm. it still happened. I mean, if they're gonna keep John Bernthal as Punisher, and we've already seen Kingpin come back, yeah. So, so why not bring back Foggy and Karen? Bring back Foggy and Karen. It like makes no sense. And bring back. I mean, hell, bring back the the chick from uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Bring her back, too. I don't know. <clears throat> that, I mean, granted, she kind of overarched into all of the different series, but it, she was more of a Jessica Jones protagonist. Well, yeah, I want to bring her back, too. I need... I really oh, thought... I absolutely want Kristen Ritter back as Jessica Jones. She was awesome. And here's, and here's the way they could do it. Especially, like, I guess the original concept that I read that they were... The problem with Daredevil was becoming more of a procedural less comical. Yeah, yeah, and that's and nobody wants to watch that. We want to watch you want to watch Daredevil kicking asses. You don't want to watch him in the courtroom. I care about some showing Matt how good he is as a lawyer. Yeah, but that's but that's not why you read the comics. No, it's not. <laughs> but I think I like the idea that he is not he's put the mantle down for a certain amount of time. Like, sure. So he's it's so he's like hardcore into his court. So it makes he's... sense for maybe not the full first half of this series, but first three or four episodes. You can have like, if you want to see him in the costume, we can have flashes of him in the costume, like of him remembering kicking the shit out of criminals. Right. But really, like, like, like he's like fighting to keep that away from. He's he's all about the law and and he's acknowledging that there's this disconnect, <laughs> vigilante, <laughs> lawyer. I, and I know a lot of people have, I know, I know there's a contingent of people that kind of pissed on She-Hulk, but I want her, I want her to make a cameo in the fucking show. Oh, I would like to see her make a cameo in the show. I wanted, until they set She-Hulk on the West Coast, my idea was like, they should have her as a lawyer in New York still, and she has to hire a private investigator. Hire Jessica Jones. Uh, it's the easiest way. And so, since they didn't do that with She-Hulk, they could do it with Daredevil. Yeah. Matt already knows her. Yeah. She she gets results. So he could hire her to do some digging on a case he's trying to work. Right. Like, that's that's your way to work her in. The um, the big the big uh. The big theory around the campfire in the rumor mill is that supposedly what Disney's what what Marvel's aiming to do is they're trying to um, and I don't know how true this is because I haven't watched any of season two of Loki yet. I haven't either. I've been waiting for a few more to build up before. Yeah, I, I was about to say I'm waiting for it to just all be out and then I can just binge it. Because I'm, I know me, I'm going to be pissed if I have to watch one episode and be like, oh, God damn it, i got to yeah, wait. There's two episodes at least now. Well, you need to hold still so we can put your pants on. Yeah, you won't sit still for us to put your pants on. 
Oh, well, fine, then. Screw it. Um, anyway, so what was I saying? Oh, the, um, the theory is that with Secret Wars, they're basically going to reboot, soft reboot, the, the entire MCU. Which actually isn't a terrible idea. Because that way you can be like, you can be like, these elements worked, let's keep them. These elements didn't work, let's toss them. I can kind of understand. I can kind of see Secret War doing that. Only because they need to try to bring in the new properties that they've they've Exactly. And so, Loki has shattered the timelines. You've got multiverse between Loki's trouble and the crap with Strange you've got all these different universes and realities that they're probably going to cherry pick people from for Secret Wars. Yeah. And there's your... At the end of that, when the dust settles, you have a new sacred timeline. Exactly. That's that's exactly what I see. And some of these people, the mutants, and ah, Dalton, put that down. Because it's breakable. And um, the stuff would just... It'd be better... (laughs) Uh, it'd just be better to have like like all right now the mutants exist. Granted, are we gonna? Is it gonna like Uh-oh. everybody's consciousness is gonna just like mutants were always here? Right. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of the mutants having always been here, but Xavier has made the world okay. forget that mutants exist. I mean, I do like that idea, but well, I mean, we'll see how what happens, but we'll just see. I. I think we need to rename him. I think we need to re-give, rename him for his nickname. I don't think it should be short round anymore. I think he needs to be Professor Chaos. <laughs> like Butters from South Park. That's what I was saying. I'll go with Professor Chaos. The other day, I was on the phone coming home from work. And I was talking to Scarlett. And he was in the background. And right before I hung up the phone, I swear, I don't know what he said, but it sounded like he said, Timmy! <laughs> right before the phone. I would have lost it. Oh my god. Oh. It's like we haven't even watched South Park. Oh me and my kiddo have. We uh we just finished season we're in the somewhere in the middle of season eighteen now. Season seventeen was absolutely nothing but bangers. Every single episode was so good. Hey kiddo, stop. I don't think that worked. (laughs) What the fuck? I just got pantsed. Not not really. I got underwear thrown at me. I don't really know what you call that. Underpants. Underpants. Yes, Professor Chaos. Thanks, buddy. Living up to the name. Wow. Um, right. So, did we have any other things that? <laughs> I mean, there's there has been a lot going on since the last time we recorded because it's been a while. Yeah, there has been. Because, like you mentioned back when we were back when we recorded our last episode, the writer strike was still going on, so it's been a minute. The um, I've watched all of Ahsoka. I have not seen any of it. I, I'm way behind on Star Wars stuff, and I just don't even care. <laughs> I, this is a horrible thing for me to say as a Star Wars fan, because I I am genuinely excited for all of that stuff, but there's just not enough fucking hours in the day. <laughs> there's not. And there's, there's 
clearly because it's Ahsoka, there are references and stuff that you have to have watched Clone Wars and Rebels to even get. Yeah. Um, and I've so, not watched the cartoons. Yeah. And I don't and, care to. Oh, I do. Like, I've not watched Bad Batch. Whoa! The baby oh, yeah. underpants at me! I'm not... What? Something about throwing it. He wants me to throw his underpants at him again. Well, if you keep turning the lights on enough, we will. Maybe I shouldn't have made that threat. That's exactly what you didn't want him to do. Did, did you throw it behind me? Yeah, he threw yes. it at you again. He's Try decided again. this is the game. He's going to throw his underpants at Try people. again. At least they're clean there underpants. <laughs> oh, Lord. But, yeah, so... I. That's the problem is I never watched any of the cartoons, and I know a lot of that stuff. At, I know a lot of stuff at this point is going to tie into the cartoons. Here. Here's. All right. Hey, it's like it's like uh, it's like hot potato. It's hot potato, but it's with toddler pants. pants. Yeah, toddler pants. I mean, it was good. Oh, and the fact, I mean, like Ahsoka, they they they've kept Hayden Christensen back for some flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yay! Now, of course, people on the internet are like, just do a live action freaking Clone Wars show. Like, I mean, yes. <laughs> they've got some of the same damn voice actors now as the characters. Like, I'm pretty sure the guy that did the voice of Thrawn is Thrawn. Yeah, and I and I haven't even seen Mandalorian Season 3. Because that's all wrapped up too, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It, yeah, it's wrapped so, up. So, yeah, that's that's how far behind I am. Like, I haven't seen Andor, I haven't seen Ahsoka, I haven't seen Mandalorian Season 3. Like, the last thing I... Obi-Wan? I did watch Obi-Wan. I think that's I think that was where I where I zoned out was after that because I I knew for Ahsoka that they were going to be doing a lot of stuff with characters that had already been established in the cartoons and I haven't seen any of those I'm basically just going to have to have an entire month of just binging everything Star Wars on <laughs> fucking Disney that's probably what will end up happening speaking of other properties though Apparently, uh, Star Trek is not the once great property that we thought it was, according to Paramount. Oh, really? Because they're, I, well, I mean, to them it's about, and this kind of leads into a larger, ow, that was my knee, dude. Um, this leads into a larger conversation that I think we need to have about what they're watching what they're looking for are they're looking at the viewership numbers like as the show's airing. And so, <clears throat> which I think is a mistake because you have all of these streaming services fighting for the same space now. And they've kind of given, they've kind of quit giving a shit about the numbers for, you know, regular TV and cable because... They can already see that everything's going towards streaming, which leads into another conversation. We're gonna. There are several conversations about streaming that I'm going to have today with you, <laughs> because um, the thing of it is, there's just like we keep saying, like I keep, we keep saying, there's just not enough hours in the day to watch all the content that is available, and I think it's kind of it's kind of become the problem. <laughs> We got so many things so quickly, 
and now everybody can't watch it all because just there's not enough time. And so like some of the Star Trek programs that are like not they're not having a whole lot of viewership, they're on the verge of getting just canned. I think Discovery was already going to wrap up anyway, um, organically, but I know this season coming with it is the last season for it. Picard are, Picard was supposed to be a three and done anyway. They they did exactly what they wanted to do and they're done. But like some of the stuff like Lower Decks and like Strange New Worlds, things like the those are all up to get chopped because nobody's really watching them, I guess, according to Paramount Plus. But I but you know, it's I don't really feel that's fair because I there is a huge Star Trek fan base out there and I think I think their problem is that you've put all these things out and you can't keep up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that's honestly true of all of the streaming services at this point. And you're also limiting the way people access it. I mean, I think Star Trek's big thing. Like, only the reason I ever watched it was because there was nothing else on TV. And I put it on like USA or whatever it was and Next Generation was on like a marathon. <clears throat> right. And I just let it play because there's something in the background. They, um... Disney actually did uh, do a couple of trials with that. They put um, some of the shows on like ABC and things like that. Like I, I want to say the first season of The Mandalorian they actually put on ABC or something. I know they did Ms. Marvel. They did that too. Yeah. What? Throw the big boy underpants at him. Throw the big boy underpants. I'd like it if he'd put them on. And if you'd quit messing with the lights. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but, um, and of course this goes into a, a different, a, like I said, this becomes a different conversation about streaming in general. Did we, did we kind of open the Pandora's box a little too soon? Did we, did we just kind of, did we kind of throw everything at the wall so quickly? And I mean, yeah, when everything first started, we were all like, holy shit, we're going to get, as nerds, we were like, oh man, we're going to get so many fucking new shows, it's going to be awesome. And then we, then it slowly dawned on us, shit, we have to work and sleep and fucking have a life too. Yeah, right. So, um. <laughs> and then, you know, they take shit away. Like, apparently. And, yeah, exactly. One thing I, I even saw on Twitter, Warwick Davis was posting, hey, Disney, like, called them out. Why do I tell people when they tell me they want to be able to watch Willow? Yeah. It's kind of embarrassing. Yep. And he's not talking about the movie. He's talking about the show. Yeah, no, no, no. It did not perform bad. It did really well. And then they pulled it off. It's it's silly. I think there is a I think there is a plan to put stuff like that that underperformed onto like stuff like Tubi, Pluto, but but they're wanting to make their own Disney centrified version of it, I think. Uh-uh. Hey, no! You can't go in that room. That room is forbidden. That room is craft disaster central. Get out of there. Hey, me? I just wanted to. No. I, uh. I was gonna shift gears, but. But I think, I think the plan for some of those. I think the plan for some of those things that they've that they've taken away because of quote unquote low viewership or whatever the whatever nonsense they yeah. 
use. I think the reason for that is they're going to put them on, you know, those little um, ad-supported free services like Tubi and Pluto and shit like that. <clears throat> but I think they're waiting to. I think they're trying to make one specifically for Disney content. I know HBO. Well, Disney has an ad-supported version now. I know, which is so, which defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. Um, it's cheaper than. I mean, yeah. Raising I, the price on the premium one. Now. I get it. I get it. But, um, but like Warner Brothers is specifically wanting to do well. They they said that and then they started licensing a bunch of their stuff to Netflix. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> did you hear? I guess Universal was trying to buy Warner Brothers. Really? Yeah. God, can you imagine that? That'd be crazy. Because they were talking about like, well, if Universal buys Warner Brothers, what will that do to James Gunn's DCU plans? First of all, they'll do absolutely nothing to him. Right. Because Warner Brothers, because Universal's not going to throw away a fucking cash cow. <laughs> I mean, um, so, okay, I'm fine. Well, let, let's take that train of thought. So Universal is Peacock. Universal, NBC, all of that is all one big conglomerate entered entity. Yeah. Have them buy... Warner Brothers, etc. from from um, from the Time Warner com. Who the fuck owns WB? I can't remember. Uh, Discovery. Discovery. Because it's Warner Brothers Discovery. <clears throat> so basically, would would they buy would they buy Discovery as well? Question no, I think they would probably just buy the WB. Or would they library. just buy the WB library? I think just the Warner Brother library. So basically, it's no longer WB Discovery. It just it you split those two. Yeah, it'd just be Discovery. Discovery's on its own. And I know t it used to be a whole thing of Time Warner. Okay, let me. Now I'm curious. This is what Google is for. Who owns? Whoops. Well, if I could spell this, it'd be a lot easier. <laughs> Who owns Warner Brothers? And let's see here. Yes, I know Warner Brothers owns New Line Cinema. Oh, Warner Media, Warner Brothers Discovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then HBO, of course, they own all of HBO. Warner Media. Okay, so there's Warner Brothers Discovery. Hey, I just saw the thing you were talking about. <clears throat> Okay, so Warner Media got spun off from AT&T Incorporated. So, so if they just bought Warner Media, I want you to float a baby by Okay, subsidiaries. Of Warner Bros. Discovery include Warner Bros. Entertainment, Home Box Office International. I'm sorry, Incorporated. CNN Global, DC Entertainment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so. Oh, that's interesting. That's something I didn't know. Uh, Warner Bros. Discovery holds a minority stake in the CW, and Paramount Global sh also holds a minority stake in the CW. Hmm. Interesting. 
Well, I knew they had something to the CW because all their damn like. Right, of course. All those Hi. shows are going to have like Gifted, the X Men show, is on CW stream now for free. The new what? The Gifted. Oh really? Kick ass. That was on Fox initially. Yeah, I never saw any of that, so that's that's pretty cool. Which it's weird that it's showing up on CW stream now, when that's a Warner. Yeah, product, that is pretty not funny. A Fox Disney pro. Uh, whatever. So, uh, Audible is doing a audio drama series. Sure. Uh, I can't remember that what it's called. That's Slayerverse or something. Oh, for real? They're doing a Buffy audiobook, and they've brought back yes. Amber Benson, Emma Caulfield, James Marsters, oh, Juliet Landau, Charisma Carpenter. Fuck the hell yes. And they're so they're doing like a alternate universe thing something with cordelia in it i don't know i'm gonna have to watch and listen to that i was i almost said watch it (laughs) i've seen some behind the scenes stuff like amber benson gets in tears talking about how great it was to like see everybody again oh and uh aunt emma's back as anya fucking love her as anya and spike and drew and drew's like a major villain in it i think throw him at him but um there was a behind-the-scenes thing. They were interviewing James Marsters, and he's sitting next to Juliet Landau. And he said, the one thing that I am, I just now am remembering is I had forgotten how good you are. It is fucking scary. Because Juliet Landau's sitting there doing, like, vampire noises, like, sucking blood. She's on her own arm. Yeah, making it. Like, so, yeah, I'm... I'm if it ever ends up being something where I don't have to subscribe to Audible to listen to, I'll listen to it. But I don't need another subscription. Yeah. Thinking here. Um, that that's pretty cool. I I know that um, I know that James and Ju- I know that James and Juliet. I know they sign autographs on Streamily for fans yeah. and whatnot. So I've. I was aware that they were that they've been doing that, but I didn't realize that, that that they were doing a whole new series for something. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean that'd be a fun photo to get of those two. So oh, I, that'd be so lovely. I mean, I've got one of James already, but yeah, I, I would take but, a Spike and Drew photo. But a, yeah, great. that would be just so lovely. Oh, that'd be so nice. Um, keep your pants over there. You and your underwear. All right, it's called Slayers, a Buffyverse story. Oh, hell yeah. I'm assuming uh, Sarah Michelle is probably too busy with the wolf pack and whatnot. Probably. What is our plot here? A decade has passed since the epic final battle from Buffy Season 7. Oh, so it does pick up after that. Okay. How does Tara come back then, I wonder? Interesting. I haven't got to this. With new Slayers constantly emerging. you stop it? Oh, you gotta go get him now. <laughs> Giggle box. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Alright. Uh, the game-changing spell that gave power to all potential slayers persists, with new slayers constantly emerging. Yes. Things are looking grim for the bad guys. Rebellious vampire Spike is working undercover in L.A. with his old pal Clem. When he meets Yay. a feisty rookie slayer, Indira. Indira? I don't know. I, don't, I can't talk today. Who wants Spike to be her mentor? Stakes intensify as Cordelia Chase emerges from an alternate reality. Oh shit. 
where she alone is the slayer and Buffy doesn't exist. What? Cordelia enlists Spike's help with a classic big bad terrorizing her world. Drew. Of course. Giles, Anya, Jonathan, and Tara also return. But through the years and the vastness of the multiverse, not everyone is who they used to be. Of course. So they do. They got Danny Strong back. They got Anthony Stewart Head back. No, they went down there, buddy. Oh, God. But, yeah. They went down here, buddy. Over over here on this end of the table. Giggle box. That's hilarious. I mean, that, that sounds good. Oh no, that's one hundred percent. I would I would listen to that. Yeah, you're gonna have to crawl under the table to find them, buddy. I don't. They they went down. I my aim was apparently not very good. They went. <laughs> <whoop. coughs> oh, dog, stop growling at the kid. Excuse me. Yeah. That's <laughs> all I hear. He found him, everybody. Just hey, you found him. Oh, did you see, I think I sent you a, did I send you a message that Moonlighting is now on Hulu? Probably. Yep. Moonlighting. Apparently that deal has been going on for a while trying to get that onto Hulu. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy, one of the writers or something involved with it, is also friends with Bruce. And he mm-hmm. said he was, you know, before Bruce. Bruce is now nonverbal. <laughs> no, Bruce Willis, like his dementia or whatever he's got. Oh, oh shit, I'm sorry. His that's frontal whatever it is, he just oh, shit. is nonverbal. I'm sorry, that, that's not something I want to laugh at. Nah, take that. But I, before he had gotten to that point, he was talking about how, he, how excited he was about Moonlighting being available for more people to see. Yeah, that's, that is pretty cool. And then, yeah, now he's just kind of... He said, he doesn't talk, but he's still Bruce. I'm like, but is he though? Uh, do, do, are, are you, though? Ah, uh, well. I don't know. Hey, Kevin Smith's house is for sale. Really? Yep. The house he bought from Ben Affleck. Why is he selling it? Downsizing. Oh, okay. That makes sense, then. I mean, hell, Harley doesn't live with him. She's got her own house. True, true. I don't know if Jen's parents still live with him. They may have gotten their own place or just retired to Hawaii or something. I'm sure if I actually was able to stay up to date on his podcast, I'd know more of what's going on. But I, I just, Dude, I that man talks more than, well, I mean, anybody, I mean, he, he there's nobody who talks more than Kevin Smith. I was going to say he talks more than we do, but that's really not no, that hard he, to do at like, this point. But of course, like all the stuff he's talking about on the podcast, I do listen to it's stuff that I'm like behind on, so I don't want spoilers, so I just have been avoiding it. And he's, um. He's splitting his time between, I guess, L.A. and Jersey because of the movie theater. Right. Cinemas. Yeah. He's going to end up moving back to Jersey. You watch. Uh, here's one that we had. Uh, here's one that we had in our... Um, this is just a small blurb in our conversations, our text conversations, but... Pitch for Warner Brothers. Hogwarts Summer Camp. <laughs> Doesn't need to be a movie. Just a series. <clears throat> And even that limited there. series. Okay. Even that a limited series. I don't need, like, multiple seasons of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't see it. I mean, I guess you could do multiple seasons. Like, I can't it'd almost it. be like Salute Your Shorts, but with magic. 
Right. Could we cast some of the Salute Your Shorts actors in there? Just as a in-joke for nobody but me? That would be funny. <laughs> the kid that played Budnick that was in uh, fucking Terminator 2. Let's see, what else have we got? Oh, this is... Uh, we, we hit the... Um, I, I finally hit the... Um, I hit the um, conversation we had about the Children of the Corn stuff. Hang ah. on. What the hell? Oh, this must have started over in the in the. Um, it started in the. It one started with movie. me and me, you and Pancake, didn't it? Yeah, and then we moved over because we were hijacking that one. Yeah, because you said the direct you wanted the director to be Rob Zombie. I said screenplay. Ca- oh, this is about the Final Girl thing. The Final Girl thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you said the director should be Rob Zombie. I said screenplay Kevin Williamson. And I also had, like, it was, it's done by Blumhouse and A24. Blumhouse and A24. I had, uh, did I have, like, produced by, I think I had, like, everybody. Maybe Mike Flanagan direct, you said. Yeah, maybe that, I don't know. But. We need to have some docking in it. Because we want Dream War- we want the Dream Warriors music. <laughs> we said that Jay- just because you have to have one of the girls that was one of the Dream Warriors, in yeah, it, and that's just our little nod. Other other final girls would also include Jada Pinkett, Linda Blair, Sigourney Weaver, the girl from Cabin in the Woods, Anna Chris- Taylor Joy, Christy Swanson, Virginia Madsen from Candyman. Yeah. Okay, so that's where that picked up. Okay, that's funny. Yeah, I, I think it'd be a fun one. It it would be a good time. I think Wes Craven has to be involved somehow. I, what are you going to do? Resurrect him? Yes. Fucking necromancy. AI. Do we have Chad GPT write me a Wes oh, Craven shit. inspired Wes Craven ish slasher movie? Hey, fun fact about A24. Did you know that they are the only, from last Oscars, they're the only studio to sweep the entire six awards? How nice. Director, picture, and then all the acting awards. Because, like, almost all of them went to Everything Everywhere All at Once, and then the one that didn't went to The Whale, and A24 did all those, did both of those films. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I didn't mean to kick you. No, he's fine. But yeah, so it's A twenty four has kind of become a become the new Miramax, I think. Good for them. With Hopefully, less, with less Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, absolutely less Harvey. Like hundred percent less Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> it's trying to play that book. I'm like, I don't want to listen to the book. I just wanted to read about it. But um, yeah, A twenty four is, and A twenty four was, they are they had already agreed to everything the writers and everybody wanted anyway so they're all apparently they have apparently they have no beef with the writers and and actors at the moment so i kind of hijacked your status the other day oh yeah I, the um new game. The game take a quote from a movie and make it the tagline to a completely unrelated movie yep and you started with human centipede and the tagline is you never go ask a mouth. mouth from clerks 2 never do and so then Eric goes like, waiting, this job would be great if it weren't for the customers. 100%. So then I was like, hackers, 
what the fuck is the internet? <laughs> From that, so that's three in a row, and I was like, let's only use Kevin Smith quotes. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Ali Sheedy. <laughs> Any Batman movie. Your mother's a tracer. Your mother's a tracer. <laughs> this is the one that I feel won. Like, by far the best one. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Say, would you like a chocolate-covered pretzel? <laughs> yeah, that was a good that's, one. I'm like, that's, everything else, who cares? That was great. It's brilliant. Mine, Star Wars. Any contractor willing to work on a Death Star knew the risks. Yep. That, and then, then I decided to break brand and go with a tagline for the Joker. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown? I amuse you? <laughs> From Goodfellas. Oh, man, that's hilarious. I, the chocolate-covered pretzel, and just, I'm like, that's absolutely hilarious. Like, that one wins. I'm just Ken. I have not seen Barbie yet. I'm sorry. No, it's... I will eventually... It's entertaining. I will eventually watch it so that we can talk about it on here. I'm sure it's great. It, it, looks, it looks very fun. Oh, hang on a minute. I found some gems. I found some serious gems. Uh-oh. We were talking... <laughs> we had a discussion about... Um... Let's see. Where is it? Oh, apparently they, start... they are still working on a Salem's Lot movie. It should be coming out next year. Because it's been shot. They're just doing reshoots. Yeah, and that's the dude who did It, right? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the guys. It's not the guy that directed it, Fukunaga or... I can't remember. Is it, was it name. Flanagan or no? There's, there's been a couple of people who've done really good Stephen King things, like the Doctor Sleep and It, and they've been giving them more Stephen King properties. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, we, were talking, we were talking a while back about the... Um, we were talking about... He, rock versus Cena as opposed to how they, you know, turn how they how they made themselves, you know, massively popular and we were talking about how the rock was always popular as a heel and Cena never was a heel really. He's always been a face. I mean, he had a heel character. The doctor the doctor of thugonomics. Doctor of thugonomics was his heel. He character. was a heel. He was supposed to be a heel. Yeah. It didn't stay that way for too long. Cuz if you're I don't want to say that was edgy. It was different. <laughs> it was absurd because he he was pretty much a Marky Mark Vanilla Ice kind of thing. Yes. Where it's like this kid from West Newbury, Connecticut or whatever, Massachusetts or whatever it was. Like somebody who's not from the mean streets being all hip hop yes. and thug. So it was supposed it, to be a heel because of how... It's basically Jamie Kennedy's character for Malibu's Most Wanted yeah, if they were be, a wrestler. It's supposed to be a heel because yeah. of how douchey it is. Mm-hmm. But it was funny. Yeah. And his freestyles and his insults that he would do to people were funny. Yeah. You, you can't be a heel and be funny. <laughs> but anyway, I was t- I was telling you about the um. Apparently, there's a squared circle squared circle Reddit, and it's it became one of my new favorite things for a hot minute. But we were, they were talking about Rock versus Cena becoming, and then one of the things one of the things that someone brought up was. 
yeah, but how many Make-A-Wish things has, like, Cena done? And one guy was like, yeah, but just picture the rock going into the Make-A-Wish place and being like this, what's your wish? I, it doesn't matter what your wish is. <laughs> like, like, I would pay money <laughs> to watch to watch him do that to a Make-A-Wish kid. If but the thing about it, but the, as you pointed out, the thing about it is, though, if the kid's really a fan of The Rock, they'd fucking love it. They would. They'd be like, yeah, he did the thing. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, that would be great. Yeah, I've seen it. He's in the freaking Guinness book for the number of Make-A-Wish. And he didn't even want to advertise that. He was just doing it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I can't remember what, if it was the Make-A-Wish Foundation or Vince. Somebody came to him and was like, we want to promote how many of these you've done and he's like that's not why i'm doing it though i'm not doing it to like yeah make myself look good i'm doing it because these kids i want to make these kids feel good you're right and i think it was paul Heyman was talking about it he said so we they came to john were like but you don't get get it if we publicize how many of these you've done it will get that foundation more attention just because of how many you've done. It will actually help them. Mm-hmm. And John's like, okay. In that case, okay. Like, Yeah. It, you, you, had to, you had to find the right reason. On a very limited thing. All right. <laughs> We're talking. Uh, and your comment, your comment back to me was at least they'd be, at least the kid would be able to see the rock <laughs> because that's always your go-to comment. <laughs> so you can't see John Cena. Okay. Okay. Did you find them big boy underpants? Did you find them? I have no idea. Yeah, you just can't see them, John Cena. And then I followed up with wrestling drinking game. Take a drink anytime there's a sexist or racist comment. You were like, how far back are we going for this? Yeah, because like, we're doing 70s NWA. I was, like, we're dead. I, was like, I was like, the further you go, the more likely you are to die of liver failure. And you were like, yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, he found a rock. Did he find a rock? Yeah, throw it out the door. Yeah, I, yeah, that horrible Pixar picture. You said you wanted a series of Salem's Lot. You could get a few seasons out of it if you explore events after the book. And I said, to which I replied, yeah, a lot of Stephen King's stuff could be done really well, which pisses me off even more that Castle Rock is no longer a thing. Yeah. I mean, really, Salem's Lot. Oh, shit. You could really explore the Marsden house. Oh, yeah, Like, totally. the history of just that house. Like, mm-hmm. it's a character in and of itself, just because the whole opening of the book is about the house standing. Yeah, because I think they go into that in Return to Salem's Lot, maybe? Maybe. But, like, you could, I, you could really I just... Especially if you, if you format it right, and structure the story right, where you can, like, here's an episode just about the house. Here's an episode, and then you start to how it all ties together. Mm-hmm. You could do a whole season of that before the damn vampire even arrives. Yeah. Yeah, you could. You end with his butler or whatever it was kind of getting the keys to the house. Yeah. There's season one. Season two is then the book. Right, <laughs> yeah. And then season three is Aftermath. Yeah. Oh, hell, see, hell you could probably drag out Salem's Lot, the book, into two seasons. If I mean, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I haven't read it. Take a drink. <laughs> yep. I, uh, speaking of The Rock, I don't know if you watched. He was on, because 
the strike going on. Yeah. Him and Cena have been on SmackDown and stuff a lot yeah. lately. Did you watch his in-ring thing with Austin Theory? Oh, yeah, I sent it to you. Oh, you sent it to me. That's right. Fucking hilarious. Not, I was trying to explain it to <clears throat> Scarlett, who's not a fan. But I'm like, you don't understand that not many people get to take Rock's catchphrase and turn it on Flip him. Flip it on him, yeah. And interrupt him. That was... Like, for The Rock to, one, say, let's do it this way, or let's allow that to happen. Yeah. And to play along, that's... Yeah, he ends up, like, you know, completely verbally smashing the kid after that, but that kid just made a statement. Like, he's like, I got balls. <laughs> it was it was so good, though, because it, it, the way The Rock looks at him afterwards, it's like, oh, this kid's going to get fucking murdered. No. <laughs> for a moment, he almost smiled. Like, he, he almost, almost broke. He almost broke character. He almost did. He almost broke, because it was so good. And the timing, it worked perfectly, and it, like... I, I gotta give... As much as I fucking hate Theory, and which, that's the whole reason you watch him, is because you fucking hate yeah. him. He's a heel. As much as I as much as much I hate him, that was the perfect... That was the perfect heat for him, because... Oh, my I'm, God, it was a great moment. It I'm was like, so... It was... And he delivered it so well. And that's why you want people like Cena and The Rock to come back during this strike, is you, they just gave this guy a rub. Like, there's this kid who's... I mean, Austin Theory's been a big name on the indies... Prior to this, yeah, and before NXT, like the kid was an up and coming anyway. But now you've had him in the ring with The Rock. He held his own, sort of, <laughs> verbally with The Rock. Verbally, yes. <laughs> After that, The Rock beat his candy well, no, ass. That's probably, that was probably it. It was like, all right, you're going to be able to turn the phrase on me, but I'm rock bottoming and elbowing your ass. Yeah. And Austin Theory's probably like, fucking a. Please do. <laughs> right. Like, that's another thing. I was like, I can't imagine like how stoked. He had to have been. Oh yeah, the when kid. they came to him with like, "Here's how the segment's gonna go." I'm gonna what now? <laughs> it's like I'm gonna get what now? That's excellent. I kind of figured <laughs> I was gonna be in the ring with the Rock and just get buried for the sake of the Rock, but okay. Yeah, it's... and then, and then I guess L.A. Knight and Cena have been doing has had stuff like they tag team together. Oh, that's awesome. So L.A. Knight's kind of, and he's in his like mid forties, like. Oh yeah. wow. He's been he's been trying up and trying for a while, and he's finally people call him a, a watered down version of the Rock in Austin because he does a lot of yeah, and he does sort of an eyebrow thing. <laughs> but I'm like, it's not that it's a rip off. I kind of consider it more of an homage, an homage. And, and inspired by. Right. Like, there's multiple people who do a version of the Woo that were inspired well, and, by Flair. And you know, every artist does that. Like. You know, every every rock star has built on the rock stars that came before them. You know, things like that. It's yeah, bring your bowl. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, right? It and it works for this character. And like, I don't know if you, I sent you a thing. I told you to look up his uh, entrance music. L.A. Nights. Yes. Yeah, I did. Does it not sound like California Love? Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, thank you. There you go. Yeah. I uh, because I first heard it, I'm like, oh my God, that sounds like California love. It, it fits that character so well. All right. So I think the final thing I have for the, oh no, I've got another thing too. Um, well here, let's, let's start with this then. This, this is directly from our conversation. Character idea. A vampire who is all in on the yacht rock craze, but he can only be out at night. But of course, his coffin is on board his ship, and he throws parties at night, and no one suspects anything. <laughs> Everyone just calls him Cap. 
And he's just accepted it and never gives anybody a name. He's just Cap. Yep. Or I, the captain. And we, um, me and you agreed that this could be a character on what we do in the shadows, and it could even be a crossover with Our Flag Means Death. Mm-hmm. You said introduce him in Our Flag, and that's where his obsession with boats begins. Yep. And I say that this is the, this character is the inspiration for Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> and then Jackie Daytona, regular human bartender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Daytona, regular human no, bartender on all the yacht parties. Um, I'm not uh, talking to you. You're not? Okay. You're not talking to me? Aw, that's I, sad. I talk, that makes I'm not, me sad. I'm not talking but to don't that. leave your bowl of fruit snacks so the dog can get them. Well, the dogs can have fruit snacks. They're fine. But then he'll be upset because the dog ate them. Well, yeah, sure, sure, sure. That dog's been a jerk. He snuck up onto one of the TV trays and grabbed a freaking Uncrustable. Oh, dude, that's rude. <laughs> I get it, though, because the Uncrustables have peanut butter. So yeah. dogs, dogs fucking love peanut butter. Okay, this is the final thing I'm going to close with. Martin Scorsese apparently decided once again to talk shit about superhero movies. And here's what I have to say <laughs> about that. Not everything... Okay. Not every movie has to be high art. Movies have always been, first and foremost, entertainment. Are you aware that your son is playing with himself? I mean, it's just a little weird that we're both in a room while he's doing it. He, it's, it's an absent-minded thing. Like, it's like there's, there's this thing here. <laughs> It'd be weirder if he wasn't three and had no idea what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. That's why it's Lesnar. He's three. Uh, yeah. 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 See. But yeah. Anyway, so what I was trying to say is, movies have always been about entertainment first. I feel, personally, that's entertainment first, art second. Now, that's not to say some of the best films haven't been art films, because there is there is definitely a place where the two things overlap. Yes. But there are... I don't think... And okay, well, I think anyone who makes a movie, I think they are making a form of art. Yes. Whether, it's not, whether or not it's Scorsese's idea of art is irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, even... I mean, Lloyd Kaufman, trauma films are a type of art. Yes. it's So it's it's different levels of art. Yeah. So some people, I think you set out to make a movie and you want to entertain somebody. That's the extent of your art, your artistry is. It's a cohesive story. It's entertaining. People feel however I want them to feel during this movie. They leave feeling a good and then that's it. They go on about their day. Yeah. That is, it's supposed to be escapism. Mm-hmm. Some people set out to elevate the art form of making a movie and to make something that is <coughs> something that's more than a movie. Something right. that, and that Scorsese, Woody Allen, people that really do elevate the art form of it that are auteurs. <laughs> but but also within, but I would also argue that even in the comic book medium, you've got certain movies that have elevated beat elevated it to art yes like i would argue that the dark knight logan things like that those yes are, exactly it's those like, films oh there it goes microphone down uh, <clears throat> sorry about that everybody technical difficulties are you okay you all right buddy i am i'm okay all okay right. well, that's I'm the important fine. thing that's the important thing yeah 
But yeah, I think Scorsese just has a very narrow fetch. I know. God, I want to say uninspired and uneducated view. Like very ignorant view of it. I just because it's it's not the movies he makes. It's not the gritty drama and everything that he makes. Therefore, it's not art. I now <clears throat> I think I think what Scorsese is rightly worried about is like stuff like you know things like. What's the new one he's making? Hunters of the Flower Moon or something? That sounds effect? right. That sounds like it. Anyway, that film, that film is you know for the most part purely an art, and you know it's it's based on a book, but it's it's more of an art house production, and I think he has legitimate concern in that art house pieces are kind of being budged aside for big giant giant spectacle tentpole pieces, and I. It's called a business it's, for a reason. Yeah, I mean, it, I think that's why there are there are certain parts of the there are certain parts of the movie industry that are dying, and that unfortunately is one of them. There's, that's why there, there's festivals for that. There are art house theaters. That's all they'll show you. Is and art house movies and I hundred percent and I hundred percent support keeping that type of tradition alive. Yes, but but I just there, don't think that there's just. There's no way to go. There's no way to go back. You, it's because of how everything is now. I guess the, the big the big concern is like it's a machine just pumping these things out, and it's all formulaic. I was I was uninspired, and I don't buy all that. If you're telling, if you're telling stories, Star Wars does it. Most of our comic book movies do it. They they follow the hero's journey. In yeah. some broad sense. Mm -hmm. So there's no... Yes, yeah, son. There is a trash can. There's no real original thought. Thanks, buddy. It's just... We're telling the same stories over and over again with different characters who have yeah. different reactions. So different scenarios. But it's... Boil there's it down. Only a fine, there's only a finite amount of story ideas. You boil there. it down to the most simple terms. The stories are the same. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and I just, I don't know. I don't, I think that that's just not, that's not a line that any director should want to make, like draw on the sand. It's like, it's, it's either, it's either real cinema or bullshit cinema. Yeah. I. And it, that's not the line to draw. It's, it's entertainment. It's the Hollywood. It's an industry. The whole point is to make money. Yeah. And I was listening to, um, I was listening to uh, an episode of Inside of You with uh, Michael Rosenbaum, and he had Jamie Kennedy on the other day. And uh, Jamie Kennedy and him, they were talking. Jamie Kennedy specifically point specifically said that he's like, he's like the Hollywood that we were doing in the '90s. It's gone. He's like the he's like the uh, he's like the days of doing like a thirty million dollar picture. Those those are out. It's just not happening anymore. That just he's he said he says just different now. It is, and that's why I say like I've said that they need to really evaluate what needs to go to a theater and what, what needs to go streaming and what doesn't need to go to a theater. Yeah, what needs to be if you're wanting to get people to have that theater experience of being able to watch it on a big screen, then you do a limited theater release, and you really market the shit out of it. And <clears throat> and here's the other thing too. 
and this is the final message I want to leave you guys with, is streaming has become such an encompassing thing now that I'm not saying that there's no place for theater, for the theater, because there still is, but there's a lot of films now that people are going to specifically be like, I'll just wait until it comes to streaming because that genie has been let out of the bottle and we can't put it back. Right. There's, um, and that's like, I was, I was asking on one of the group chat, it was either the group chat or me and you, I can't remember, but it was, I said something about, because we were talking about, I sent that article about Best Buy is getting rid of all of their physical media yeah. as of next year. And I said, well, and I, I was, I was kind of sad about that, but I was, but I was also like, yeah, but I also kind of curious, what are the metrics on how many people buy 4k discs anymore? Yeah. Like how many people actively buy? Like I know, I know people, I know some people still buy Blu-rays because a lot of people still have Blu-ray players, but not everybody has a 4K player in their homes because what's the point when you can just stream it in 4K? Right. And that's the thing. Because like I said, the only reason I have a 4K player is because I bought a PS5 and it has one. That's literally the only reason I collect 4K Blu-rays. So I think a lot of people have just converted to streaming and they're just like, and they're just like, well, streaming's, streaming's good enough with this TV. I don't need to actually have a 4K player. I don't actually need physical media. Now I'm not saying that's everybody. I'm, there is still a market out there for that because we've been because we've also talked about you know how <laughs> most of the most of the Blu-rays and everything that are coming out right now are not being released by the studios; they're being released by pirates. Yeah, I'm wondering if much like they're being bootlegs, like much like Amazon has um, for their book self-publishing, all they have print-on-demand. Yeah, you order the book, it gets printed, mailed to you, boom. I wonder if there's, there's not a there's way. There's a way to do that. I'm sure there I'm, is. I wonder if there's not a way, even if it's you have to buy it, print like DVD made on demand via the actual studio, like you have to go to max.com. Right. I think and find and, it. And I think that would be a way for everybody to win. The the fans of the movie win. The studios win. The people that worked on a, it win. Everybody. If, if it's a big big title that you know, like okay, this was extremely popular on streaming, i.e. Willow. We're just gonna take it off because of space, whatever bullshit reason we're wanting to tax write off. All right, well, let's put it out and see if we can get people to pre-order it. Right, and only make as many of those as you get. Yeah, and then or we just put it up on a website, and whenever someone orders one, make, make it, make it on demand. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's a way to do that. That we just that they haven't tapped into yet but i'm but that's those are the things that make i'd like to see metrics on those things because i'm curious because i i kind of think that's what's happened is that everybody's jumped onto the streaming bandwagon and is just like eh that's that's good enough i don't need physical releases now and it's oh well i kind of want to see that but i'll wait for it to leave theater and come to streaming i i kind of i kind of think that's the way it, I kind of think that's where everything's headed now. As for better or for worse, I think that's just what it is. Yeah. Hey. Oh, sorry, buddy. Hey, just gets in my way. Okay. Well, I think we've talked for like an hour and a half. That's pretty. I good. mean, <clears throat> yeah, and I and I hit on all the topics I wanted to hit. So. 
But yeah, I think, hey, it's spooky season, Hollywood. We got ideas. We do. And when you get those uh, actors back, you can start hiring us for stuff. Yeah. And whatnot. Hey, Hollywood. Say it. Say it. Oh, what? Oh, hire us. Yeah. 